Good morning and welcome to another edition of Gain and Retain 365, where we educate and motivate aspiring entrepreneurs on how to get started. Today we have a very special guest. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Anika Dixon of Goss Management and Realty. I've been in real estate about 25 years. If I did the math right, uh, we specialize in real estate and property management. So does that help? It does. It does. <laughs> Wow. So how did you get started in the real estate industry? Mm. Um, long story short, let's go back just a couple of years, just a couple of years. Uh, my husband and I, we were purchasing our first home. And during that time, everyone was representing the seller. And so that was just a stressful time. It really was because you felt like the lender was uh, representing the seller. The agent was representing the seller. I wanted to be a quote-unquote entrepreneur, you know, since I was about 14, 15, but I don't think I knew that term when I was 14, 15 back then. And so, actually, I give kudos to my husband. He claims that he doesn't remember, but <laughs> through the time we were purchasing our home, um, he said, you know, have you ever thought about selling real estate? I said, man, no, I haven't. I said, but this has been just crazy, a crazy experience. So, um, I was in hotel management at the time. We needed to wait. It's all about strategic planning. So we needed to wait to close in our home. We closed our home that July. I took the real estate class and got in past the course um, November. Yeah, November of that year. And it's been wild and crazy since then. So, so the process of buying a home is mm -hmm. so stressful to the point where you decided that you need to be a realtor <laughs> yourself. Is that what I said? What? No. What? I, I, it was, you know what? a saying and I've been saying it for years now it's my job to make this experience as stressless mm. as possible and so if I'm doing my job now there are going to be hiccups because you're, you're looking at it and you're thinking okay this is the most expensive purchase that I may buy you know if you have kids of course you put a whole bunch of money into them right. but you don't look at it because if you did you may not have any kids I don't know if you have any kids <laughs> You get it. Yeah. But when you look at it money-wise, you're looking at typically a 30-year commitment. Mm -hmm. And so what else do we commit to for 30 years right now? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing. And so when you're thinking about it that way, you're thinking, okay, I'm taking out this loan. I'm taking out this. You know, the loan starts out at, you know, 100000 And then over 30 years, it escalates with interest and all. So when you're looking at it that way, but from a from a realtor standpoint and a consumer at the time when you were asking about the stress and I said that it was just um I guess you know God whispering in Anthony's ear my husband saying okay she needs a little nudge she's been talking about this for a moment and so we're gonna give her this nudge and that's been it it, re it was kind of stressful buying back then because there was race that was involved just and there was a whole lot of things but we just, you know, understood the assignment okay. and we moved forward. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So prior to that, you mm -hmm. were doing hotel management. I was doing hotel management. I had been uh, part of the Marriott brand for about seven years. I grew up, you know, in working front desk and had worked every department. And literally um, around the time Anthony and I met, probably a little bit after that, I had an opportunity to move to the Dallas market and really be able to make some footing with that Marriott brand, but they were paying me the max in Arkansas. They were paying me the max on if I had gone to the Dallas market 
they couldn't pay me anymore, but the cost of living was more. Wow. So I had to keep my simple country butt here and just like, okay, does this make sense? And then around that time I found out, you know, I was expecting our first child. So, you know, it just all worked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So pretty much that assignment came to an end and it was time for a new assignment. It was time for a new assignment and it's been, um, it's been great for the most part. Mm-hmm. So you passed the, um... Real estate test. I did. Yes. Okay. So yes. how how was it? Was it was it very hard? It, it wasn't hard uh, because I've always been a strong test taker, and so I studied, and it was funny because like I can count money like any banker, you know, whatever else. And so to keep it legitimate, because there's some other things like there are good money counters out in the world, if you know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. Seriously. But um, the math was, you know, I was freaking out like, oh, my gosh, how do I add a square footage and how do I do this? You know, I'm like, okay, Anika, let's again do this strategically. We brought in one of Anthony um, good friends and he was, you know, tutoring me with the math part. He still laughs about that. Anthony, that's your husband? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And so his friend um, Ernest was tutoring me, you know, with the math part and everything. But I just ended up thinking, okay, if I can pass everything else and it's only about four or five math questions, I can flunk all those and still pass the test. I passed the test, so I guess I did fairly well. You did. You <laughs> right. Did. And then it took me um, about, I would say, 15 or so years later to get my broker's test. And what was interesting about that, I was with a company, and they were paying me. Um, I had taken a salary position with that, so I had I was preferring my real estate business. They were paying me a salary. Um, my the people that I was referring, the agents I was referring to, my like my hairstylist and all these other people, they were like, Anika, really? Why are you sending us these crazy folks? Why can't you start back selling real estate? And I'm like, because I'm getting a salary from this company and blah, blah, blah. So I went to the um, the president of the company at the time and I said, I would like to start back selling real estate. And he said, Err. and I mean, he and I had a great relationship. And he said, you know, I really just can't more or less get my blessings for that. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And he said, you're getting a salary from the company. I was making probably in referral commissions about five to 7,000 a year, so it was a nice little bonus. And he said, that means you'll be making money on both sides of the fence. And I said, okay, didn't argue it. I went back into the office, closed the door, called my husband and said, okay, um, I know what I'm gonna do, or I know what we're gonna do when I grow up. He said, we? And he said, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to open a real estate company. Let me, we. Let me pause. Let me let me rewind just a little bit, okay? okay? Just okay. a little bit. Uh-huh. When you first got your license, you yes. went to work for an agency, right? I did. <laughs> I, um, I worked for, um, so thank you for asking that. I worked for two smaller African-American brokerages. And so learned so much. We grew together. I mean, just to this day, I have great relationships uh, with those brokers and those agents and all. And so then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to be a big girl and I'm going to go with um, a, you know, predominantly white company. Well, that was interesting because I went to that company and had provided and took so much value from what I had learned from the previous companies. And I'm just like, okay, huh, this is interesting. You know, the... Where the fish are not swimming any differently. Mm. And so I saw some things different. I learned some things. I learned agents were setting up LLCs and I learned some things to put me on the next level because I'm an observer of life. So I'm just going to sit back and look and see what's going on. I can talk, as you can see. Right. I don't have a problem talking, right. but I'm also an observer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 
that's so did I answer your question? You did, you did, okay. you did. So you, you thought the grass was a little bit green on the other side? I did, that's I you... did. And so that was the company that I was with that I learned um, property management from. And so learned property management, that's where they, you know, paid me a salary and got that foundation and um, said, okay, well, Anthony, you know, grow up, go and get my broker's license. And so talking about the testing. I was, my mind just wasn't there, Justin. It wasn't there. And so I told him, I told Anthony, I said, I don't think I'm going to pass this test when I go in. And he's like, girl, you always passing the test. You know, what are you talking about? And I, I passed one portion of it because there are two parts of it, general and state. I didn't pass uh, one part of it. Passed one, didn't pass the other. And so um, I was like, dang. So I went and I called myself. I didn't pass it, but I went on and set it up. I think that was that Saturday. I passed, um, I rescheduled it for that following Wednesday. I said, I'm going to immediately quit the company that I'm working for, and I'm going to study. I'm going to study like I never had before. And he's just like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm real serious. And that's what I did. So what was that process like? You just you just completely quit. Mm -hmm. So at that, at that point, your husband, he was able to sustain you guys' cost of living. And no, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> it was tough because we had one child, and then... Um, because the girls are two and a half years apart. And so when I got my real estate license soon after that, um, we found out we were expecting our second child. And I remember that broker saying, because he saw so much potential, I remember him saying, you know, let yourself get pregnant again. Really? <laughs> right. And so Is that a was, congratulations? I don't know. You're a man. So you help me to understand. <laughs> I don't know. And so, but, um, you know, it just, it is what it is. And so he... And we literally, um, he's been to the house, you know, when I celebrated my 50th, he wanted to be there. And so, you know, you just let stuff roll off. You don't even, you pick your battles. I've been saying that forever. I'm just going to pick my battles with relationships in life. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you first got started in this, mm -hmm. what, what techniques did you use to build clientele to mm -hmm. find these people that were uh, motivated buyers when you were, you started out selling houses? I always, um, I like all types of people. And so my sphere of influence were, they were some immediate client base for me. People that I had attended high school with, of course, um, my family, uh, friends. I was just very blessed to be able to say that my true sphere of influence supported me because sometimes, and you're in business for yourself, Sometimes that's not the case, but I'm truly able to say, but then you also have people that didn't know your name even existed until they met you, mm -hmm. and then they become family too. They become great friends, and so it's just been, um, my youngest client has been, I've had two 18-year-olds. One was a single female, another um, she was in the process of getting married, so I've had youngest is 18 because legally you can sign, you know, legal bonding documents at 18. And then the oldest has been, it was three, four generations purchased in a home. And Granny, I don't know her true age, but she probably was in her 80s. Okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people think, okay, you know, I'm 70, 80 years old, can I buy a house? Well, according to the um, National Association of Real Estate Brokers, in which I serve as our local state president for um, Arkansas Association of Realtors, the average African American is buying at the age of 50. Wow. Mm -hmm. I know. Wow. 50 yeah. years old. That's not great. <clears throat> it's not because I think about um, Andy and I, we purchased our first home. I was 25. He was going on 27. 
Um, you know, and then I look at like our daughters now, and they've done great things. There's no doubt about it. But I'm thinking, okay, you're almost 27, you're 24, you could be purchasing your first home. And I guess, you know, that's always interesting because they, I guess, our kids hear the good, bad, and ugly. And as they're hopefully, you know, their mind is maturing when they're younger, I guess they're just hearing the bad and ugly. And then because neither one of my girls are licensed agents either. Really? Mm -hmm. And you own a real estate agency. Own it, yes. Mm -hmm. It's no way I wouldn't have my license. You know, you say <laughs> it's, that, it's but no then way. if you grew up, you know, listening, because there are so many entrepreneurs that I know and black entrepreneurs um, that their children oftentimes aren't in the business either. Mm. And I'm talking about trades like plumbers, electricians. Um, one pool, I have one pool story, I have a master electrician, and his daughters, um, they're in their early 20s, and one of his daughter has her card to be a licensed electrician. Mm. And that's interesting. He's a male. His daughter was the one who has that. Wow. And oftentimes in these trades, their sons won't. Mm -mm, you think maybe they got burnt out on it in, in, their, the in their younger years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that understanding the bad and ugly, lacking that maturity, that right. mental maturity. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. So to build, to build the clients at first, you pretty much had, you had a lot of support from friends and family, right? I did, did. friends and family, but then just the general community because I've always been um, just respected as Anika is going to handle her business. Did you... And I know in real estate, you guys, you're able to pay for leads. Is that a thing? We can pay for leads, and thank you for that. I wasn't a big lead pay for. You know, I'm making up words and stuff, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't pay for a lot of <laughs> leads and do all that. I've just, um, and if I had done that, I probably could have tripled my income, but I've been million-dollar, multi-million-dollar producer. Um, so it's just been, I've been fortunate. It was interesting because when I um, opened the company, I had not sold real estate in, I think, three years. In the first year when we, um, when I opened A.C. Dixon Associates Realty, I closed over $3 million. Really? And so the broker who was like, uh, I'm not, you know, for this, he handed me that award and he said, good job. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and it had been over three years. It had been over three years since I had physically sold real estate. So they were laughing at me. Yeah, I would expect you have got cold by then. No. Like, you lost your touch. Oh, no. Please. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> major, major producers in that company that I was with. And I know they were laughing at me like, what on earth is this crazy butt doing? Mm -hmm. wow. But over three, over three million that first year. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank beautiful. you. So yeah, it was been some good, good roller coasters. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we did about 15 years selling real mm -hmm. estate, right? Mm -hmm. Selling. Mm -hmm. And at that point you decided, hey, I want to go get my license to be a broker. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about this. This math is wrong, Justin, because I've been a broker. Okay, so I've been in real estate about 25 years. I've been a broker for 17 years. Okay. So my math is off, isn't it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe a tad bit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've been a broker for 17 years because uh, original company, A.C. Dixon & Associates Realty, that was... Um, Actually, yeah, the, got my broker license 17 years ago. And then the reason the name is Goss Management and Realty now is because I purchased my um, my white mentor's business. And so with property management, oftentimes 
if you're growing, we call it doors, you'll purchase someone else's doors, just like insurance, they purchase books. And so every, every company has their way of purchasing the business. And so I decided to, I said, okay, AC Dixon had been in business 13 years, golf management had been in business 30 years, 13 AC Dixon, 30 years golf. Where do I keep the money green? Because that's what's important, especially because that business wasn't given to us. We purchased it for right. quite a bit. And um, and so kept the name, and it'll be five years, um, August of 2022. So looking at maybe changing the name then, because it's the foundation has been there. Only thing about it that's kind of like, okay, oh my goodness, how does all this work? And um, so I've got to get the team to develop that, because, you know, that organic growth with um, algorithms, with email, I mean, not email, but um, your website and everything. I'm like, okay, this yep. has been out here a long time. Right, How right. do I build that leverage? Because right now, if you Google our company, uh, we're, we go from three to four, sometimes five. Hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, how do I keep that momentum? Well, sometimes if it's not broke, don't fix it. But mm -hmm. I, I want to put a bookmark there, okay. and I want to go back to how you acquired that business. Mm -hmm. I want to get back to that. Mm -hmm. But what pushed you off the cliff? I know you mentioned it earlier, but mm -hmm. I want to emphasize on it. What pushed you off the cliff to transition from a real estate agent to a broker? But I remember you said that you couldn't get money on both sides of the fence. That, it was just time. It was right. Just time? It, it, was, it was me saying to myself, I am not going to allow someone else to limit my opportunity. Okay. Because I know that these other agents aren't taking care of my people. You know, like for, it was an eye-opening experience because my hairstylist and I had been together as long as, because she and I met around the same time Anthony and I had started dating. So that was, you know, 20-some years. And she just was like, no, that agent was an idiot. And so I'm just like, Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And you know, because you know the line of work that you do when you're on somebody's hair head, that's ministry. And so she and I, she was ministering to me, I was ministering to her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, girl, you need to get your credit right. We need to get you in a house. Right. And finally, when that time comes, I couldn't take care of her. Wow. And I'm like, I don't, how many mm -hmm. more times do I want to not take care of? you know, of my family because my hairstylist is like my family member. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. So I'm curious. I know the um, description, job description of a real estate agent. I know mm -hmm. what their duties are. Mm -hmm. What exactly does a real estate broker do? Can you break that down for <laughs> Everything. us? Everything. Like, you better know what your folks are doing. So we're the ones that, um, when it comes to the transactions, when it comes to um, training, when it comes to the mentoring piece, um, it's our, more or less, livelihood. It's our name that's on the line. Even you can have, you know, 50, one of my mentees, newer in the business, um, she has 32 plus agents underneath her. She is responsible for 32 plus agents. But an agency cannot be open without a broker. Has, that's correct. Has to have a broker. That is correct. You must have a broker. You okay. must have an executive broker, and then you can be assigned um as you know, because you got executive, you got you have principal. That's what I am. Then you have an executive who's broker. Your, who's your executive? I don't have an executive. No. I have an associate broker. Okay, okay. And, and she and I have been together for sixteen years, so that's been a blessing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So did I answer that? Yes, ma'am. You did. Okay. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> Carry on. What you were telling me about what a broker does? Yes. Um. I mean, we literally like, for example, the escrow accounts. Um. So if you've got security deposits with me doing property management, we're overseeing that. If there's earnest money that's involved, we're overseeing that unless we're distributing to a title company. I mean, we are handling, um, making sure that the clients are taken care of because if there's a problem, then 
who does it whose neck is on the line it's that broker it's that principal broker and so we are um, I like to say even with real estate we're the conductor of the orchestra but we're the conductor of the orchestra in that real estate office also uh, we also can be um, that energy um, I guess hype person or divider or energy loss person because all of that is flowing. I mean, it's so, the energy in a real estate office can be so fluid like any business. And so if it's not flowing right, then the money in right. Wow. There's a whole lot that's not right. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. It's mm -hmm. when the empire would start to fall. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Starting starting your agency, mm -hmm. once you became a broker, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you break down what were the steps to starting your agency? From, from A to Z, what was the first thing you had to do after you, you found the location? What did you have to do? Um, well, first of all, you've got to get the name approved uh, with the Real Estate Commission. So there's a lot, there's a lot of involvement with the Real Estate Commission. you got to make sure your trust accounts are set up. You've got to, because with your trust account and me doing property management and the real estate side, your, your trust account has to be non-interest bearing. So you can have so it's no conflict. Um, do they conflict? No, there's no conflict of interest. Okay. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, there's no conflict of interest. You're just separating um, your your entities. You're separating your lanes because your escrow account could have hundreds of thousands of dollars in there, and you would think on an average basis that could draw some nice interest. You can't draw interest on it. It's non-interest bearing. So you've got to think about all that. You've got to have um, when you're starting a real estate company, you need to think about. Who are my team members? I need to have an attorney. I need to have a CPA. I was just texting my CPA this morning. Um, I need to have uh, I need to have a mentor. I need to have some confidants because my people. I don't want anybody that is going to be a yes, you know, woman or man. I need somebody that's going to be honest with me. I've gone through a few um, CPAs because the business has grown. They weren't a good fit. You know, I was laughing. Um, when I do things like this, I'm always preparing, and I was laughing this morning because I had a CPA at the time who brought somebody in that was a QuickBooks ex expert, and this is after we had opened the first brokerage, and he recommended that I close the doors to the business. Really? Mm. Was, was he um, saying that it wasn't profitable? But That's what he was saying. And really? It probably wasn't. When he looked at it and compared to he didn't look like us, he was older, and he probably was what he was considered um, a positive black in the black business. It may not have been a totally black. We weren't in the red, but we weren't like mega profitable. Um, and just think if I had listened to him. Wow. Mm. So you and I learned you better be careful of the people that are in your village also mm. because. You know, there could be, I could have listened to him, but I was just like, boy, you don't know what you're talking about. I got this. Right. And so, and I had to continue fighting. And that probably, maybe three years or so later, uh, that started happening. So, going back to your question. So, you're starting with the Real Estate Commission. Um, you're finding a location. What was interesting also during the time, City of Little Rock, they have an incubator or entrepreneur program. I'm not sure what they call it, but I was going through that at night. So I was starting the business during the day, and I was going through that class at night. So it was great because I had um, all of these individuals that I could say, hey, which logo do you like? Hey, what do you think about this? It was so cool because then these people that there were some serious business, and then there were some people like, okay, I'm going to take this class to see what I want to grow up and do. Mm. And they had a chance to see my business grow all these years and we still see one another and they're like 
Oh my gosh, we were all in this class together. So did that class, um, and I still, in the past, I've been a guest speaker for them. Um, of course, found a location. You know, it's all these things. You better have a budget because the money adds up real fast. The money adds up extremely fast. And, you know, I have to tell this story. Um, my mom passed in 99. So uh, my sisters and I were blessed and not blessed with money from her passing. I was I would bite off the money every now and then. Every now and then I would bite off the money. Well, the Holy Spirit said, mm-mm. Stop biting off this money. We had kids that were in college. We had life, you know, everything else. And I said, okay, I can't bite off this money anymore. What does this mean? Well, um, I took a me, myself, and I trip. I'm sorry. I'm just all over the place. Did I ever answer your question about the brokerage? You, you did. You did. You did. You did. But I got something I want to get back to. But you can, you can, you can tell me about the trip for okay. sure. Trip, so you know, don't you be listening to me, and I hope your wife didn't listen because everybody ain't ready for this me myself. <laughs> I tripping a lot of husbands aren't, and even wives aren't. But I did. I mean, Holy Spirit just said, you know, and it was interesting because I had this one last commission toward the end of the year. You know, our bank account was okay at the time, and it was just like, just hold on, just put this money aside. And I'm like, okay. And I just got really stressed all of a sudden, just like, just overwhelmingly stressed. And I'm like, I need a vacation. But I need a vacation by myself. Mm. So I went to my husband and I said, I'm going to take a vacation. Um, I'm going to get a passport. I didn't even have a passport time. I'm going to go somewhere where I need to stamp a passport. He was like, what the what? I won't repeat what he said, but what the what? Right, right, right. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> um, and so I called a good friend of mine, the one that recommended Kevin. I called Kevin when he was you know, doing the travel business. And I said, I want to book me a trip, but I want to see black people. I, I need to see some black people. So he booked Jamaica. He, um, we did, I did a VIP, um, just great facility. The people took care of me. And I just had, it was the best vacation I had ever done because it was my time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had horseback ride in the ocean. I did all these fun things if you hadn't been to Jamaica. And so uh, I came back refreshed. That was in December, early December. That following February is when my mentor approached me to buy her business. Wow. So going back to that money, I almost needed that exact amount. Mm. Wow. 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 And you had it. And you had it. And you had it sitting to the side. Oh, wait. I can tell that touched you a little bit. Wow. That's a part of your testimony for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Let me let me let me go back just a little mm. bit, right? You okay? You okay? Get your, get your drink of water. You all right? Yeah. Yeah, but it was. It was. Um, mm-hmm. It was left with two thousand dollars. Tissue. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a little bit. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know you have to go through the real estate commission, right? Yes. Yes. What What are their uh, requirements? What's the checklist that you have to have from them? Well, you're gonna have to have a name. You need to be in good standing. So okay. they're gonna make sure that you're in good standing. And even as a real estate agent, you've got to be in good standing. You can't have any. Um, I can't say you can't have any, but if you have any criminal background, mm-hmm. you've got to admit, admit, admit that if I can get it out. And they're going to say yes, nor maybe. I had an agent in the past who, um, that was a learning experience. She had a criminal background. And I had to go before the, the board mm-hmm. of the real estate commission and vouch for her. I didn't even know her like that. Wow. And so I was just like, oh my goodness. And... It was, it made me feel some kind of way. 
It did. It made me feel some kind of way. And uh, but she um, ended up coming with the company, and you know they were like they said during that time, if Anika she has such an outstanding reputation, and I hadn't been before then, which thank God for that. But um, they don't play. They do not play. So you've got to make sure that um, that you're you know you cross your T's and dot your I's with that. You've got to have your 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 bank account set up. You've got to of course have your name. And it's the basic paperwork. And so it's not that strenuous. You just need to make sure um, you handle your business. And with the real estate agency, um, I know I guess it just depends on your revenue uh, mm -hmm. or where you at at that time. But you, as far as your uh, LLC? Uh, I, I'm an S-Corp. Your S-Corp. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm okay. an S-Corp. And so um, and it, that was recommended by the very first CPA that we had. Because actually... She had recommended that, and it was in Anthony's name at first because I was still working. Okay. I didn't quite understand why she did that, but I guess there was a method to her madness, and you know that was her lane. That's, yeah, that's in, all, yeah, yeah. That was her lane, right? And so I believe in if it's your lane, and I hired you to do your lane, then you're supposed to know. I'm what gonna, you're and I'm gonna let do. you do it. Yes. Yeah. And so he was the president. I was the um, so he had 51 percent of the S corp. I had 49 percent. And then years later, we did change that because, of course, there are government governmental opportunities for that. Uh, being woman-owned business, minority, exactly, right, mm -hmm. right, right. and having fifty-one percent as a as a woman-owned business, there are opportunities with that. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. Could you share just a little bit on that from your personal experience? Because I know a lot of our viewers may not know about the minority women-owned businesses and the mm -hmm. opportunities that they have. Mm -hmm. Were you able to benefit from any of them? I've benefited some, but real estate can be a, a kind of strange lane, and so honestly, I'm still tweaking. That's and it's grants, right? This is money. It could be grants. <laughs> it could be opportunities because there may be, depending on um, your your client base, uh, your viewers business. If I had a janitorial business, there may be opportunities for that. If I had a catering business, if I had like one of my good friends received um, one of the highest, um, largest contract for supplies for the state of Arkansas, like Office Depot supplies. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you've got all of these opportunities that you have to check and see, okay, this is my lane, so how can I partner with the government? But you need to start looking because there are processes, depending on the certification that you're going for that you need, it may be a time frame. So I do always recommend when you were asking about the LLC and I mentioned that I'm an S-Corp, get legal right in the beginning, get your insurance, get your paperwork because so many times, even with our company, um, contractors will come in and be highly talented. They won't have a million dollars in general liability insurance. They're thinking I have it's gonna cost me a million dollars for this. That's not what I'm saying. No. I am saying get your general liability and it may cost you four to six hundred dollars. That's one job with our office. And everything else, you're in the black. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people don't understand that. They say you got to be licensed and bonded for a uh, quarter million or yes. a million, and people look like, oh my goodness. Yes. But it's not that much. It's man. not that much, <laughs> and then it allows you, once you get legal in the beginning with your paperwork and your money, mm -hmm. money being the insurance, mm -hmm. it allows you to partner. It could be, um, I know one of my um, uh, mentors' major commercial companies she had, white female, and my goodness, she was partnering all the time with smaller companies. And I'm thinking, get legal. 
Right. Because mm-hmm. if you're not legal, it closes doors of opportunity. It does, yes. Yeah. It, and that's with the city. I mean, there are small jobs that people can do with the city and then, of course, with the state and then even major money with the federal government. But you also have to be able to carry that cash flow because sometimes you may not get paid 30, 45, 60 days out. So right. you've got to be able, you got to have the equipment. You, got, I mean, depending on your lane, you've got to be ready. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm gonna go back because I kind of threw you out that time asking mm-hmm. about the minority grants okay. and stuff. So CPA is very necessary. CPA, an attorney. Um, you're talking about for business, for real your, estate, or any business. For any business. Any but business. Period. Especially for a real estate agent. Yes, for agency. real estate, you're talking about CPA. You're talking about. Uh, you can even have an accountant because you may need somebody to handle your books on a. Um, monthly basis, the CPA may charge too much to do it on a monthly basis. So if you have an accountant doing it on a monthly basis, and then the CPA and the accountant can do a check and balance on one another. And so you want to consider things like that. Um, you want to have, make sure I'm not missing anything, contractors, because when you're talking about real estate and you've got closings, like I've got a few closings scheduled now, and I've got, you know, I need a handyman for one, I need a cleaning company, I need a, a um, carpet company cleaning. I need a flooring company, and these are all contractors and subsets that I'm needing right now. So you've got to just um, you've got to have a, a nice little black book or whatever you have, you know, in right. your phone. Right. Because I literally, if I'm meeting somebody, I'll be like, okay, Justin, I'm gonna put you down as da 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 podcaster da da da. And right. so when I need somebody else, I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, give Justin a call. Right. And right. So, mm-hmm. and down the road, you never know who you might need. Never, no, and I've literally had people, even my daughters, would say, I sure would like to get in your phone and see all those numbers and connections you have. I know you got them. I said, if I showed it to you, because <laughs> <laughs> literally, you know, I think about it, and I literally know um, people, I'm trying to think, yeah, I do know people that are in Biden's administration now, so I literally know people and have known forever from the White House to the Hood House oh, and you, all in between. You better connected than AT&T. <laughs> you got no, it going no, on. You literally, I mean, it's just so funny. I'll see people, especially when my daughters was younger, they were like, Mommy, you know all kind of, literally, White House to the Hood House and all in between. But in real estate, you're going to meet all different types of people. You do, but these are all people that, you know, I've known, you know, Prior. forever and just before, way before real estate and then during real estate and um, because I, I'm not going to judge. I'm right. just going to say, okay, is what you're doing legitimate? And then if it's not, then how do we allow it to be legitimate? And then we're going to move on because I literally, especially with property management, I've seen some people diversify their income and it's been nice. Wow. And I'm, I'm ready to get to it here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this about your agents mm-hmm. and your agency. Mm-hmm. Are all of your agents paid on a commission base or do you have some of them on a salary or payroll? Mm-hmm. All the agents are commissioned. Now we have employees that are salary, but mm-mm, I have a saying and I've been saying it and I'm sure other people say it. You're not going to eat what you're going to kill. Mm. And in sales, you got to go hunt. You are constantly hunting. Okay. You cannot, you, if you're not ready to hunt, you're going to be sitting in the corner <laughs> hungry. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go out and get your food. Go out and get it because, I mean, and then people are so trained to just do just enough when you're doing that salary. That commission, the sky, there is no limit. There is no limit when you're commissioned. No salary cap. Mm-mm, wow. You said it yourself. 
you is when you're working hard then it's going to end down with social media and everything now it's just unbelievable social media makes everybody just look you know unbelievable and then i'm sitting back because i'm a statistical gatherer so i'm like you ain't doing all of that <laughs> or you're doing great and you know kudos to you and you're not even all out there on social media right. but kudos to you right mm -hmm. one thing that's i guess social media is a gift and a curse mm -hmm. but you can you can go on social media and be whoever you want to be okay. it's your own fantasy world it is and, the good, bad, and, ugly world. and to each his own yes but i want to live my truth you know, I'm, I'm with you. I want to live my truth. Um, but then there's also this fine line because my my um, my mind can just be, you know, very creative. I'll put it nicely. So I can't always say what I would really like to say, Justin. And so because it's business, um, I have my business. I, I do bring in my personal, like especially when the girls were younger, they were golfers, they were this, that, and the other. And people love seeing. They want to see who is Justin? Who mm -hmm. is Anika? Mm -hmm. Do I want to do business with them? Do I want to be a part of this world? And I've been very fortunate for people to say, oh my gosh, I love your energy on Facebook, you know, Instagram. I get a bit more witty to put it nicely on Instagram. And so, and then people love that also. They love the witty Anika. Right. And so you can have all these quote unquote multiple personalities. Just be smart about it. Mm. That's it because if I, um, I would love um, my oldest daughter. She says that our property management side of the business needs its own reality show. Really? Is she it, has a name for it and everything. Is it that interesting? Yes. It sounds like a YouTube channel to me. It's something. Hey. <laughs> it's something crazy. It's what it, it's what it sounds like to me. So, and she'll call me and she'll say, what's going on with, you know, the, the name that she's given? And I say, girl, you already know it's been crazy. <laughs> so how did you get into property management? Um, that was actually um, last company I was with. They were having a high turnover with their property manager. So I'm thinking, okay, I work with a lot of first-time home buyers. They just left from, as I call, home borrowing mm. to home ownership. <laughs> Don't you love my term? I love that. I love that. So and we'll true. use it. Yes. They had left from home yes. borrowing to home ownership. And so I'm like, okay, this just should be a pretty easy transition. So they had looked over me a few times. And then I guess they got tired of the turnover and said, okay, well, we're going to allow you this opportunity. Any requirements and as far as? I was Training. already a licensed. So you're, you're a licensed realtor. I you're was a licensed realtor, so that helped because I could sign paperwork and everything. Okay. I could sign the leases. But besides that, you don't have to have any prior training or anything? Mm -mm, no, because in multifamily, like apartment complex, um, you know, because they're an employee of the of the entity, then they don't even, a lot of them don't have a real estate license. And so single family, because you're doing, because that's what we specialize in houses. I have a philosophy. We do small multifamily, but... We've done larger multifamily, but I'm like, ooh, crazy need to stand our own four crazy walls. So I don't know about that. <laughs> so I'm looking at it in 2022, but I'm just like, oh my goodness. Right, right, right. <laughs> so anyway, but um, and so I they gave me an opportunity. I had an assistant at the time, and I said, because she was thinking about leaving. She said, I'm tired of turnover. They've overlooked me, and and she was, you know, African American. And I said, please just stay with me. Stay with me two months. Commit 60 days. I said, because I don't know anything about this, and I know that you do. 
And so I would bring her cookies, cakes, all the lunch, everything. I just needed her to stay for a moment just to help me out with learning the foundation because mm -hmm. I'm a quick, you know, quick student. And so she stayed right about 60 days and just up and quit. And I said, okay, God, we she, got this. She kind of pushed you out the nest. <laughs> she did. And, and which I was learning, there were things that I was seeing and there were some things I was, you know, kind of questioning at the time that was going on with business and some fees and some things. And they were looking at me like, okay, why aren't we making all these fees and everything else? And I'm like, um, let me see the reports that you're looking at. And so... I'm like, no, this is what you need to be looking at. This is who you need to be looking at. So there were some interesting things, interesting things going on. Mm, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. So what are the tasks of a property manager? What's the day-to-day? Day-to-day, oh my goodness. So, of course, you're looking at... Um, you're looking at security deposits, you're signing leases, you're um, getting properties, because our goal is to have properties rented 21 days or less. So you're looking at your inventory, you're strategically planning your day, your your morning, your afternoon, and your, uh, your morning, midday, and afternoon can be three different phases in a property management company. And so morning is oftentimes gonna be a bit more quiet because people are just waking up. And so the energy, the phones, um, then you're looking at, okay, so what do we have? Who's moving in? Who's moving out? Who's, who do we need to do a make ready on? Okay, we have three maintenance calls that were overnight because, of course, owners hire us to do 24-7 property management. So we had three calls overnight. So how do we address those? What are contractors at? Here is um, heat time now. And so owners haven't serviced their units. So now we've gotten, we just added 10 calls to this during Question. the day. Mm -hmm. So I don't forget that 24-7 property management, is that more expensive? No, it, it's, not? It's a, no it's not because it's what we commit to. Okay. It's the contract that we commit to with our owners. And so it's not any more expensive. Okay, you can carry mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, and then, so then you're looking at, okay, um, how many applications did we receive? How many applications did we receive on one property, on any of our properties? Uh, owners, uh, out of our 140 owners, you know, 12 of them may have emailed us and they're needing their reports. They're needing their reports from two years ago. They're needing their 1099 miscellaneous from two years ago. Well, those are in the storage, blah, blah, blah. Um, housing, we've got three housing inspections. We've got, I mean, so it's constant. It is a constant, um, again, orchestra of, or conductor of the orchestra. You are, doo, 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 you are constantly waving your baton. That sounds like a lot of hats to wear. <laughs> it is, Ooh. it is, but I love it. I absolutely love it because it works. I still love real estate, but I'm so fortunate right now that um, a lot of my business is referral. Um, like I mentioned, the the granny, you know, in her probably 80s. Well, you're talking about, I'm working now with three generations. Wow. I'm t at my, in 25 years, 24 years, I'm at my third generation. Depending on the generation, because we could do millennials or Gen Z, I could be on my fourth mm. because I've got some early 20s. So they're Gen Z. Mm -hmm. And you're helping them make that transition yes. from a borrower to an owner. That's it. That's it. See, look at you. Yeah. I told you, I'm going to steal that one. I like that. So, so did I answer your question regarding... You did. You did. You did. You gave us um, a great idea of what a property manager has to deal with. It, and it sounds like a lot. Mm -hmm. But so, that's why the commission that you pay, the small percentage that you pay, is so worth it. So many times owners don't even consider that. They're like... You take the stress away. Yes. Yeah. Make it as stress less 
So how <laughs> how does that go? What what is the percentage that the property manager receives from? We can't discuss percentages. We can't. In real estate. <laughs> <laughs> so your viewers will have to call me. Don't be getting me in trouble. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good try. Hey, I thought I'd slide. I'd okay. Try to slide it mm -hmm. in. Okay, so uh, how many? And your, my competitors may be listening to you. I got you. I okay. Got you. How many? How many properties are you managing at this point? We're at about two sixty. Okay. Give or take. And these are single family homes. They're single family. The largest multifamily we have is a twelve unit complex, and so in twenty twenty two. I'm thinking about going for some of the newer complexes that may be like 20 or less units because in that case, necessarily a, um, a property manager wouldn't have to live on site. Mm -hmm. So the, the model has to make sense for us. Okay. So mm -hmm. I take it that you have multiple clients and these clients, they have multiple uh, units that they, they own, right? Not always. You, you can have one. One, two. Our largest has right under 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we have quite a few that may have five to ten, um, but we have quite a few that just have one or two properties. Mm, okay. So I was just curious. I was like, I know she's not dealing with 260 different individuals. I know some of them About have. About 140 different individuals. Wow, that's a lot of personalities. A lot because that's, Whew. okay, so what that is is 140 on the books, but sometimes you're talking to the husband and wife. You're talking to multiple partners. And what's interesting, my husband and I, we have rental properties that flow through the company. And he, Anthony works an evening job. In the notes, it states from 8 until 2, you contact him. After 2, you contact me. I'm right in the office. They're looking like, you're right here. Right. I said, what the notes say? Right, right, right. We separate. Right, right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but we... No, we're not always good at following directions. <laughs> well, it just and it's confusing. You know, I have an owner that we were managing the property, and I just listed it, and that's the same way their relationship is. And I said to the, to him, he's the main contact. I said, I see that your relationship is just like mine and my husband. I said one of us will communicate with you at a time. Both of us will not communicate with you. And he's like, it's just been small. Hmm. I said, how long have you guys been married? And I think they've been married about close to 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Just leave stuff alone. Because right, right. I'm sure that with you and your husband, whenever uh, one of your clients is, is communicating with you guys, they get different personalities from, from both of you guys, mm -hmm. right? Mm, totally. <laughs> My husband, he can be serious, but that's just not his immediate personality. He's just, he could be a great salesperson. Mm -hmm. Could sell literally ice to an Eskimo, but he doesn't see that about himself. I'm the more serious one, and so sometimes you want or need Anika. Oftentimes they want Anthony because they don't, they want the lightness. They don't want that seriousness. Right, right, mm -hmm. right, right. right. <laughs> it sounds like me and my wife. And, you know, the opposites attract, mm -hmm. so they say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, definitely. So I'm curious. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're not going to talk about percentages of any of that, mm -hmm. but is the property management company, is it a profitable industry? Very. It is? Very. That's all we mm -hmm. need to know. That's all Five we need. figures plus on a monthly basis. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sounds well. Mm -hmm. Sounds well. <laughs> I coach <laughs> other property managers now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or people that are interested, as a matter of fact, it must have been last Thursday. 
I picked up a new um, client because broker, new agent is wanting to do property management. And so, and this is in another state. So we'll start our coaching session in um, January of next year. Okay. And do you do you take on the task of acquiring new rentals to manage? All the time. You do that too. Yes. So how, how do you do how do you gain the new the new uh, customers? Word of mouth. Uh, we reach out and we appreciate our owners because so many times the owners that we have they already know our service level, so they tell others, mm -hmm. and so that's the first. I Class mean, when you're 10. in business, you know people are talking, and then. Um, like I mentioned, the, the algorithms with Google, so when they're uh, researching Little Rock Property Managers, we're coming up there. They're calling. Who answers the call first? They're going to, oh, you're the first property manager that was able to go in and answer the call, or you call me back first. Um, leads, I just looked at um, a lead service for that because we've lost so much of our inventory because owners are selling, which is a good thing. Sometimes they may use our company. Sometimes they may not. Mm. Um, and gosh, I didn't realize I pulled up, I requested a lead for, or leads, absentee owners for Pulaski and Saline County, four to 5,000. Do you know what an absentee owner is? Is that when they're delinquent on the taxes? Mm -mm. That's, that's not it? It's What's where <laughs> you live at 123 ABC Drive, but you own a house at 67, you know, DFE. But you're an absentee owner. You're not physically living in that property. So that's a sign. Oh, they may have a tenant in this property. Mm. Oh, they may need management. Oh. oh. Absentee owners. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. They're absent from the physical property. Wow. And then you reach out to them and see if they we need your assistance. Them. Yes. Oh, okay. Four to 5,000. So now I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around, whoo, that's a lot of absentee owners. And Saline County is so hot. We literally say, okay, 21 days or less, we should be able to get your property advertised when it's moving and ready. We're averaging about 12 or less days in Saline County. Alexander, Benton Bryant, so hot because of school district. Oftentimes the houses are newer. People just don't want to be in the city. Right, right. And you guys, you market on your website as far as your rentals? We, um, it's our SEOs. It's by, we do market our rentals, our availability, but then when you're looking for, you know, like that Saline County and in those specific areas, then that's in our SEO search. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, you get a lot of a lot of leads coming from there. We do get not enough, but we do get some. Not, mm -hmm. enough. not enough. Could be more. It could be more. Yeah, <laughs> but not right. But we, we receive enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's just, you know, when you're talking, um, especially people want to talk. They're so, uh, I, I, I have another saying. When you're talking to me about your investment property, I say, you're the parent, we're the nanny. Let us be a good nanny to your baby, but you can't micromanage us because... And, you know, you always want to make, just like with your business, you want to make each and every person feel like they are number one because they are. Right, right. They are. But you have a whole bunch of number ones. Right, right, right. For this, for this hour, you're my number one. Right, I got to exactly. make you feel like okay, queen. Right, you know? yeah. yeah. But then when I leave, you like, okay, bye. It's my, next, my next number my one. My next number one. And that's it. And, I mean, literally because... Our office averages, um, I just looked at the numbers, in the last 30 days, inbound and outbound calls, we had 2,426 inbound and outbound calls. For the calls. month of October? Mm, the last 30 days. Oh. Yes. A lot of inquiries. A lot of just stuff. <laughs> okay. The good, bad, and ugly. Okay. They're not all inquiries. They're maintenance calls. 
their owners calling their um just people you know interested in property management just people asking okay i'm thinking about buying a rental this is where it is um and so mm, do a lot of consultation also a lot of phone calls consultations are they free they are they are and i'll typically do about 30 minutes and then um if they have additional questions i can email because if they're wanting comps if they give me a specific address or area i can send them some comps and so because you're building that relationship because it's going to take in sales, you're still looking at touching them, needing to touch them three to five up to seven times. I just read that in the book the other day. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You can't always charge on the front. No. Um, curious, curious. Um, with the property management, mm -hmm. and I've always wanted to ask a property manager this: How mm -hmm. difficult <laughs> are evictions? Oh my goodness, this pandemic has just been put it on a whole nother level. It really has. They were tough. There was the, the it was the moratorium. It, it was it the was moratorium <clears throat> that made it extremely tough. Um, now it's not as you need to have an aggressive attorney. You must have an aggressive attorney. If you got a passive attorney, it's gonna take too long. And um, one of we have two attorneys that we use. So is it mm -hmm. you have to give thirty day notice? Is that thirty day notice to who? To the to to the tenant. Mm, it's a three day. Three days? It's three days because you hadn't paid. Okay. So it starts the process three days, then you send it to the attorney. There's 10 additional days once the attorney has done their due process. And then the tenant has to answer. If the tenant answers, um, then the judge says, okay, you're going to appear in court. So it can take 30 to 45 days for the full process for them to move out. But then if the judge says, it depends on who the judge is. It depends on judges are humans. Um, you have some that are pro landlord, some that are pro tenant. Mm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of human factors involved in this, also. And so, um, yeah, you want to make sure if you've got any individuals that are doing self management that they have an application, that they have a copy of their um, driver's license, that they have a lease. So many individuals that are doing self-management, they don't have a lease. That's crazy. It is, but it's tough to do an eviction How like that. How could you that. not do your due diligence? We got to have it on paper. We have to. Shake hands. No, shake no, hands. no, no, no way. It still happens. People will come, and they <clears> will come sometimes for office. I have my money right now. Or they'll call. I need to move in today. We, our process takes process. three to five days. You got to do, do background checks yes. and all that, right? You yes. credit, credit checks? We do credit, criminal income, and rental history verification. Okay. Credit score must be 500, 550 or higher. Income three times the amount of the monthly rent. Um, you've got to have, we look at the... the I got to say this. So your income, <clears throat> it can be, your, your credit, I'm sorry, can be lower to borrow, but it has to be higher to buy. Much higher. <laughs> <laughs> because right. you think... You know, 550 is pretty low. That's pretty low. Uh-huh. And we just, we, you know, rose that just a little bit. But it's, yes, because people are, just so happened, we had a situation where our office admin, she called her. They were applying for the property, and she knew the name and phone number that they had put down as the landlord. She said, I think I know this. So she looks in her her personal cell phone, and the person was in her phone. Mm. She called the person from the office and said, do you know so-and-so? Didn't even really know her. She just put names and numbers down. Wow. Unless there was something else that was going on. Because why would you put somebody's name and number down? Mm -hmm. But no, we, you provided false information. It was denied. But especially post-moratorium, there's a lot of that that's going on. 
lot of people that haven't been paying their rent. They probably had the money. They took advantage of it. Yes, they did. <clears throat> they did. Yes. How you guys dealing with that right now? On evictions or just evictions. Um, our actually we've been we became like a mini collection company. I mean, we said rent is due on the first. It becomes late after five p.m. on the fifth of the month. Around the sixth of the month, no matter Saturday or Sunday, because the sixth was what Saturday this month. Uh, one of my evening team members was there Saturday and Sunday sending te text messages to tenants. Please let us know. Call us back on Monday to let us know when you're going to be paying your rent. Okay, and then after that, you begin the paperwork, right? Begin the paperwork. And that's pretty much all you do. You submit the paperwork, mm -hmm. and if they fail to respond mm -hmm. or whatever, then that's when the authorities come in. and you Well, you, we have to go to court because I've had some situations where they have have or have not replied, judge still says, especially during moratorium, judge still says appear in court. Well, owner has to pay for that court, and that's averaging $200 plus an hour to pay the attorney. Right. Um, then you're still looking at um, appearing in court, and the person doesn't show up. I had one judge who recently still, well, was it delivered to the right address? Did they know to come here? I could have passed out. I just had to go. Like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. It's very crazy. So you so you wonder, was that judge pro tenant? Had to be. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's still a mystery to this day. And so, uh, you know, you're looking like, why don't you just move? And then they called, like, I was in court, and they called while I was in court, said, so I'll turn the keys in today. You could have done that already. <sighs> and you can't. Go and turn off their heat or unplug their, take off the door, you know, like it's the right. wild, wild west. You right, right, no. <laughs> you no, want to do it. Can't do that. Can't do it. <clears throat> That's immoral. You can't do that. Is it? <laughs> According to what standards? <laughs> Where do you get that from? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, I don't know if you own any rentals, but. I don't. I, not okay. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not so, we're going to think about this. Would I become your property manager? Yes, And they hadn't paid your rent. Mm -hmm. And we have another moratorium. And I'm like, Miss Dixon, they, they still haven't paid? Exactly. I'm going to say, <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. They we not. can't do anything. And we can't do anything. That will be immoral. Well, I'm going to take off the door. <laughs> right, right, right. You can't do that. So do you deal with some angry clients? <laughs> oh, all you can do is laugh about that. Uh. Right. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you literally, I probably have with real estate property management, running an office with the team, I probably have about four or five different personalities because everything is different. Mm. And sometimes, I mean, I've had situations where tenants have, been right here, have threatened to, you know, do whatever they want to do, and then they end up meeting the other side of Anika. Mm -hmm. And then they say, you so unprofessional. Oh, now I'm unprofessional. Right. Because I got on your level. Right. But I beat you at your level, so now I'm unprofessional. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't know I had this side. You didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't warn you because I didn't need to. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yes. It, and we have great tenants, of course, but um, that pre-screening as much as you can. And but mm. I will tell a new owner, we screen for those four things, but we cannot screen for psychosis. And they laugh about that, but it is the truth yeah. because we literally have had some people to, oh yes, oh you know, I need a good house, and then 
the other side comes out. You the minute they sign different that person. Yeah. Yes. There's some people dealing with some mental illnesses that they need to check on, it, oh to say the least. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this um, COVID just made it worse. It, it did. It did. And it increased our phone calls for our office because people were missing that human connection. So a call that could take three to five minutes is double, if not triple, in that time frame now. It is, it's not good, and I feel sorry for it. The kids at the house, you know, just so many people have been affected mentally and physically. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And we don't really, we haven't really been taking that into consideration with a no. lot of things, you no, know. No, we have not. I was talking to um, one of the top people at the Winthrop Rockefeller Foundation, and they were talking about, you know, moratorium, um, evictions, and helping out and everything. I said, okay. Where is the psychological piece? I didn't hear you mention that. He said, what do you mean? And we just kind of had the conversation you and I had. He said, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. It's a subject that needs to be touched on. And some people need some, some mental health days. Yeah, mental yeah. health days mm-hmm. need some medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of, I've been doing ministry work with uh, incarcerated women for over 20 years. And so many times, a lot of them, just a simple pill or two, they wouldn't be behind those bars. Mm-hmm. And that's men and women. That's men and women that, um, and so you're thinking, this is pre-COVID. So now. Right. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's a whole other level. It's on steroids. Yes. It's times 10. Yes. Let me, let me ask you this before I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> with your, um, your property rental, right? Mm-hmm. Doing the property rental. Um, and this is, you're obligated to them 365 days out of the year. Your, I'm sorry, your uh, owners, the owners, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So how long do they normally sign a contract for? A year. For a year. Mm-hmm. No longer than a year. And then it can be renewed. The, the way it states, it can be automatically renewed and all. So, And typically, if everything's good, tenants there, we just keep moving on. And okay. So, if it ain't broke, mm-hmm. don't fix it. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let yes. me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you retain them? How do you keep those, the owners, these property owners, mm-hmm. choosing you to... Uh, Spend their money on time. Mm. Don't spend a lot of their money. Um, be smart. I have uh, my philosophy is if this treat this as if it were my rental. Literally treat this as if it were my rental. And mm-hmm. so uh, we they have a, a suite. They give us a spending limit in the initial contract. When we go beyond that spending limit, or the contractor gives us a bid over that, then we're sending them. We're sending them a work order via email, letting them know, okay, your tenant has um, reported this. And so from there. They okay. This repair limit is five hundred. This repair is seven fifty. This is what we're looking at. Sometimes they may say, "Can you get that seems kind of high? Can you get me a second bid? Let's go in and move forward with it." Okay, we need the money. Do it in your owner portal. You know, online. That's what that technology helps so much now. Um, and then we we take it from there. But getting them the money on time, communicating with them, sending them their their statements, their invoices. Um, sending them their 1099 miscellaneous and their profit and loss statement end of the year. Uh, just being a good steward of the resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's it. So, Ms. Dixon, to mm-hmm. anyone that's interested in putting their foot in the real estate industry okay. or maybe doing some rental property, mm-hmm. what words of encouragement would you give them? <clears throat> Don't overthink it. Oh, my goodness. So many times people just overthink this. And, you know, we mentioned in the beginning the 30-year commitment, but it's such an investment because, like, right now, um, we have six rentals. We have our personal home. Our rentals 
take care of all of themselves, our personal home, and we still have an additional about seven fifty a month. Everything is paid for. And we have almost $400,000 plus in equity that we can go and my husband's like, okay, so we're looking at doing, um, I know your question wasn't about me, but also we're looking, I'm real big on sharing what I'm doing so that people can understand. Yeah, it's possible. It is possible. It's very possible. I mean, what's even interesting about that, and I'll have to share this with my husband is, you know, here, this is what I do. And when we were buying, we had, you know, some rentals. When we were buying Goss Management, he was like, okay, I want to build some duplexes. You would have lost your mind. It literally was like we were giving birth to two more babies. Because a business is like giving birth to a baby. It is. Plus, we were building two sets of duplexes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, again, God has a sense of humor putting us together. But anyway... Mm. And so, but we did it. It totally makes money for itself. The duplexes, one rent takes care of all but about less than $200 of the entire set. Mm. So one set, you know, that, yes. the other set, that. I got I to gotta, I gotta time in. Because I, I hear a lot of millionaires and billionaires, they speak on how they built their wealth. Mm-hmm. And almost, I'm, 99% of them have some type of real estate. Oh, yes. <clears throat> That is it. Anthony and my husband, we were just talking about that every, and it's not them maybe physically touching it, but they have flipped. They have, um, they've been part of a syndication where it may be several, you know, the Zillows of the world, they're smaller, that's a syndication. So, you know, have your audience to research that because you can form a syndication with your family, with, you know, with your boys, you and some of your clients here could form a syndication. Mm -hmm. And so, but you always have to look, what is the legal entity with that? So to answer you, Real estate is, that's one of those vehicles. Average millionaire, five to seven streams of income. That typically is one of their stream of income. Definitely. hmm Definitely. And I know, I told you I was going to have to get back to it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what were, what were the pros of you acquiring the, the other real estate agency that you acquired? Um, 200 plus rentals to add to our doors. Okay. Um, it was the name itself. It was a uh, black for our community to see a black and white company join forces here I was um, you know I was in my 40s she was late 60s going on 70s for us to join you know so you got two different generations Um, her sons weren't interested in buying so that's how I was afforded that opportunity Um, it was just it was good to just see um, Right now, no one has contested this, but our company is the number one black-owned property management company in our area, and I don't think anybody can contest that right now. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, yes, so you yes. know, just given um, making those strategic moves, and and how else could we have done it um, like this? Because when you're doing organic growth, that can take a while. And and I, and it had to be. Your purpose. It had to be meant for no you, God given, because no I, when you shared your testimony with me earlier and mm-hmm. a part of your inheritance that you had put to the side mm-hmm. that you weren't touching yes. and you didn't know why you wasn't touching it, 
No. But that yeah, opportunity. We needed to. <laughs> it's been a few times we needed to. But God had a plan, and that oh, opportunity, totally. it presented itself. It did, but you got to listen. I am big on following the Holy Spirit. It is so, it's been funny because our girls know, and, you know, people know, they you'll be around me for a moment, and I'll be like, mm, Holy Spirit. And the agent <laughs> that I mentioned that we've been together 16 years, she's like, oh, here she go, y'all. But she knows when I start saying that, you need to listen. Mm -hmm. I need to listen, and everybody around who I'm sharing this with needs to listen. And it's been times, like we had a tenant recently to move in, and, you know, I'm all about giving people opportunity. And she was supposed to be moving in, then she didn't have the money, and I, I looked her eye to eye. And I said, you know what? I was hesitant about approving your application because of a mess like this. I'm sorry. I said, I don't want to hear your sorry. I want you to be back here on Friday. And then when you come back, I said, I don't want to hear that next month is Christmas. You knew Christmas was coming last December 25th. Right. Handle your business, pay your rent. Right, right. That's how. So I go, hey, how you doing? And then I have to go. So you're talking about those. Multiple personalities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to switch back. And you forth. have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Did I answer You did. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you so, asked yeah, me. it's just, um, you, you, you really have to just. Be still. It's okay sometimes to just be still and not hear all of these outside sources um, because when you hear too many of those, you can't listen. Like you mentioned getting up early this morning. I wake up around 4, no alarm clock, seven days a week, no matter what time zone I, I'm in or whatever. And you can hear yourself breathe. You can hear your thoughts. You don't have to talk out loud at 4 o'clock in the morning. You can literally hear your own thoughts, can you? Right, not? yes, ma'am. And so many times people don't understand. They're like, hear your thoughts. I'm like, yes, because if you're waking up, like right now, we hear all the traffic. Mm -hmm. We hear at 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm -mm. You don't hear any of yeah, that. Yeah, limited distractions. Yeah. Limited. No emails, no phone calls, no, no kids, you nobody. You choose that because, like, I don't read emails. I started reading emails years ago because I get a lot of emails from various people. And that e those emails early in the morning can disrupt my positive spirit. Mm. Oh, no. Now, um, typically, because I wake up so early, I'm like an old lady, I go to bed earlier. Because when I, by the time I get home, if I'm home, you know, 7, 8 o'clock, because I think one time we were texting, I'm like, mm, by this time, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, 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 well, right. Because I'm down, it may not be so much physically, but mentally. Mm -hmm. Winding I, down. I'm winding down mm -hmm. because if I start letting all of this busy spirit in, then I'm not going to go to sleep for a while. And I know that I need to at least get four to five solid REM hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. Because if not, like the other day, I think Monday, I got up. I said, whatever time I get up, I'm going to start working on invoices and all. And so... um I got up about 2.30 something, and I literally started working at 2.30. Did not go in by 5 o'clock. I was mush because it had been way too long of a day. And I knew that about myself, but I needed to do that. I was listening to, um, what's the app um, that Android just, oh, my goodness. What's one of the newer apps? Um, Clubhouse. I was listening to Clubhouse this morning, and they were just talking about, you know, being in the atmosphere, cleaning, you know, just getting ready for, of course, the new year and cleaning up some things. And so that's what I'm working on now. Also looking at how much does this task cost me? Because, like you heard me say, invoices. I shouldn't still be having to do things like that because that is an X amount of hour pay somebody a job. So now I'm interviewing VAs and I'm looking at better processes. 
Well, <laughs> delegate the task and push it off to somebody yeah. else. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, so if your listeners are um, in business for themselves, we have to look at things like that. That it, how much, how much does it cost me to do the job, and how much can I pay somebody to do this job? Mm -hmm. The time is very valuable. Woo! Very, it's a very precious commodity. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. and we don't realize it. A lot, of, a lot of people don't. Lot of people I don't. do. I just have to be a better <clears throat> steward of it and not say, okay, Anika, others can help you. But, you know, sometimes that can be tough, too, especially when they're touching forms of your money. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we've experienced um, embezzlement. Property management companies can experience quite a bit of embezzlement. Wow. Mm -hmm. You didn't expect that one, did you? I didn't. Yes. I didn't. Just wow. think if you had an assistant in here and you were, it was years ago before uh, Cash App and all of that, and people were still paying cash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. And so it's not so much cash because, but we deal with a lot of money orders. And sometimes the people don't put don't who sign payable them. to mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Or people are creative. Criminals are, I have not typically met a dumb criminal. Very smart, very intelligent. Yep. Just don't use it wisely. Yeah, because if you put all that energy into doing the wrong thing, yes. why don't you put that energy into doing the right thing? Yes, yes. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. <laughs> okay, Miss Dixon, mm -hmm. so anything that you would like to share with the audience that you have, any other projects you're working on, anything that you have coming up in the future that you would like to share to our viewers? Oh, I've always <clears> got something going on. Um... I, so 2022, well, no, actually, uh, I turned 50 August, um, in August of this year. August and what? So I'm curious. August 19th. 19th, okay. You, are you a Leo? Uh-uh, Virgo, 25th. Okay, okay, yeah. you're almost a Leo. You are almost <laughs> one of us. <laughs> I guess you said you're almost one of us. Yeah. But my 50th gift to myself, I started a nonprofit, She Build, supporting her empowerment. And so we work with, or I'm working with in the team, I do have some people that, you know, when, you, when you're good about what you do, the blessings come back to you. And so, but we help um, post-incarcerated women and, well, pre and post to um, life skill and non-traditional employment. And so, and so housing, the life skills piece, because when you get out of prison, you think, and so this is what, when I share that piece of it, so many times people think about the man that's in prison. Mm-hmm. But the women, there a woman averages three plus children. So the minute she and oftentimes it's her mother that's very low income that's taking care of her children. The minute she gets out, she's immediately back a mother. She's having to get a job. She's having to get housing. She didn't even have her ID. She lost her ID. She lost these basic things. And people have been like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of women in prison. And, and that you, population is growing and growing. So you help them make that transition from prison back into the, the free world. That, but also teaching um, skill sets. Like we'll be teaching, um, partnering with and have agreements with um, memorandum of understanding with contractors. So we'll be teaching them how to paint, how to finish because of the attention to detail. Women have a strong attention to detail. Very strong. Men <laughs> like to do the big things or knock down the big things. And then when it comes to those meticulous things, mm -hmm. Mm -mm, Y'all want to move on oftentimes. I'm not seeing you. No, but, no, no. You, you, and so you're right. women, Absolutely. we just have that attention to detail. And so I thought that I was given that, you know, 20 plus years ago. So doing that, um, building, coaching, looking at, I'm going to write my first um, 
property management book, and so that'll start building my database and all. So all of these things that are up here are going to start coming out. My husband will appreciate that so he doesn't have to hear as much of it. He'll still have to hear it, but anyway. <laughs> that's what he's there for. Is yeah, it? that's what he's oh, there for. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. pay you for that one. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. But so the nonprofit, um, doing, growing my coaching more, um, taking breaks, you know, developing more self-care. I mean, because that's just been, hadn't taken a break um, with, COVID since um, a real break. We had done some micro vacations, but we went to um, Punta Cana in August when I turned 50. So that was a nice vacation, nice little getaway. So honey okay. got major kudo points for that trip. Okay. And so uh, just doing some things just to try to be better and also be a better steward of uh, the resources and blessings that, that I've been blessed with. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. <laughs> How, how are you able to be reached? Uh, social media. Social media, <clears throat> Anika, the real estate lady, Dixon on Facebook, um, Anika Dixon on Instagram, LinkedIn, Anika Dixon, that's A-N-I-K-A-D-I-X-O-N. Um, you can you should be able to Google me. Um, and then office number, area code 501-225-7968 and ask for me. I think that that gives just about all of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Amazing. We we appreciate you for taking oh, time sure. out your busy thank schedule. You, you. you have a lot on your plate. I appreciate you for taking time oh, out your day. Oh, this has been great. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Let me know. Maybe you'll invite me back. I didn't embarrass you too much. Oh, of course not. <laughs> you have provided some amazing information thank that you. I know people are going to be able to utilize. For Fantastic. Sure. Well, yeah. thank you again. Thank you. Wake up. 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 Wake up.